Guess what? We're growing. I'm so excited to share the She's Off Script Masterclass series with you. You've asked for more in-depth tools and resources, and we've delivered. Join us on October 24th, starting at 10 a.m. Central for a free virtual Masterclass Summit. For our first summit, we're focused on creating generational wealth. We've lined up some money experts who will give you concrete tools, resources, and advice you can use right away. There'll be no fluff here. Whether you're a side hustler, business owner, or just looking for ways to expand your financial legacy, this summit is for you. To save your free seat, go to masterclass.sewaajpele.com. See you there. You'll notice every single thing I put on this list is something for me that impacts revenue. When I network, when I have partnerships with people, it results in revenue. When I gather receipts, it results in revenue because people are more comfortable purchasing from me. And when I continue to refine my process, it reduces the friction in the process of buying from me and people have a better experience. Therefore, it leads to revenue. So there's a theme here. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 110 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. For this episode, I'm sharing three things that should be on every business owner's to-do list. As a new business owner, I actually Googled how entrepreneurs spend their time. I did this because I genuinely wanted to know the best way to spend my time now that my schedule wasn't being dictated by my nine to five. Over time, I've learned that there are definitely things every new business owner needs to have on their to-do list. As I look back, these are the activities that have helped me make the most progress in growing my business. So now I'm sharing those things with you. So hopefully that next new entrepreneur Googling daily to-do list for entrepreneurs will come across this episode and find it helpful. As a reminder, this series of episodes is recorded during our weekly Instagram live. So from time to time, you may hear me responding to comments from the audience or hear the voice of someone I've invited to come on live with me. Before we hear the rest of this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so the amazing stories we share on the show can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off script as I share three things that should be on every business owner's to-do list. When I first started on this entrepreneurial journey, I literally Googled what an entrepreneur does every single day with their time because I was moving from the corporate arena where someone else dictated my schedule. People would pop meetings onto my schedule. There was a big initiative that had come down from the CEO or whoever it would be, and we needed to execute against their strategy. So I was now moving into a space where I got to dictate how I spent my time. And for better or worse, whatever I spent my time on was going to impact how successful I was going to be. So it's been trial and error, but Hopefully this is going to be a resource for you that are starting on your journey right now as far as on your business growing journey. But for all of you who are looking to grow and are looking to tweak your business, I think this is going to be a great conversation for you as well. Number one is you need to build in time on your to-do list. It doesn't necessarily have to be every single day. 
but you need to build in time to network. Now, before you tune out, networking isn't really networking as you did in the corporate space where you were just going to happy hour and exchanging business cards and saying, nice to meet you and I'm out. You never really even talk to those people again. Maybe you might end up figuring out you know, where, where their LinkedIn account is and friending them on LinkedIn. If that's what you do on LinkedIn, do you friend? Um, you might end up doing that, but then you'd never do anything with it. From a business perspective, this is what networking looks like for me. Number one, you need to network with purpose. So I had to put together a list of what I'm trying to accomplish and then identify people who are either in my network or people who are in my network that know other people that can help me accomplish the goals that I have on my list. And then I set about trying to meet them and trying to build great connections with them, genuine connections with them, because you can smell people who are being phony a mile away. You can smell people who are coming in with an ask a mile away. And personally, that's not the way I like to be approached. So for me, my approach is value first. How can we connect? How can I be of service to you? How can I build a genuine relationship? Because oftentimes when I make that list and I have a goal I'm trying to accomplish, I might think someone can help me get there. But when I get to know them, I find that, oh my gosh, we can build a much, much stronger alliance or relationship than I thought was possible because I've gotten to know them and I've gotten to understand really who they are, how I can serve them and how they can serve me as well. So networking looks a little bit different within this space. One of the things that I have loved to do through my podcast is to meet people, understand what they do, and then share what has made them special with you all, with my audience. And on the back end of that, I've also been able to build some amazing relationships with the guests that I've had come on the podcast. And so when they get to know what I do in the after show, because it's always nice to connect before and then after, they think of me every time they come across somebody who needs my services and they recommend me. So the podcast has been a great way to network. Beyond that, though, I've started to focus on JV partnerships, so joint venture partnerships. What that looks like is having coffee chats with people and understanding this is what you do, this is what I do, here's the overlap in what we're both doing. Perhaps we can be referral partners for each other. If I have a job where part of the job is your expertise, I'm going to bring you in on that project and we can collaborate on it. So being very intentional about how you can create those kinds of partnerships very early on. Something else that looks like is perhaps something that my audience won't see me doing, but I'm forming partnerships so that I can get in front of other people's audiences. And what that looks like is giving workshops for free to their audiences, because not only does that give me an opportunity to share my expertise with their audience, it gives them an opportunity to bring in value for their community. It gives them an opportunity to say, hey, community, I know you all have been asking questions about one, two, and three. Here's my friend, Sewa, and she can help you understand how to accomplish that goal you've all been asking me about. So it's very much of a win-win situation. And in exchange, we can all do the same for each other. So there's so much to be gained from 
carving out the time in your to-do list to strategically network when you're a business owner, because it can not only lead to a fuller experience as a business owner. So you don't feel, especially on the, in the online space as a solo entrepreneur, a lot of people say it feels isolating when you don't have colleagues that are always dropping by your desk. And so in this online space, that networking, that intentional networking can really help you feel like you have a community of business owners all on your own. So that's number one is networking and networking intentionally and networking with a purpose. I wish I'd crafted another name for what that is because when people hear networking in their minds, they're thinking that happy hour, I'm just kind of milling around, saying hi, bye, having drinks, and then exchanging business cards that I toss away. It has to be different when you're a business owner. Every minute of your time needs to be accounted for, not necessarily hustling and working. Every minute of your time can be accounted for as you you know, rest and get some self-care in. But you have to be intentional about how it is that you're spending your time. Okay, so that was number one. Number two is to gather receipts. Think about your approach to being on Amazon. Whenever you go on Amazon, you know you need something. There are multiple vendors who have that thing that you need. And in order for you to pick who you're going to go with, you look at their reviews. Those are the receipts. Those are their credentials. Those are the testimonials. The vendor is going to toot their own horn. They're going to sing their own praises. They're going to disguise and show their product in its best light. But the people on the receiving end of the pro- of the product are going to let you know what's real. We had a guest on who talked about the fact that you need to always, this was the toy coach. So if you look for our episode with the toy coach, she talked about the fact that when she's doing her product research, she always looks at the three star reviews because those are the people who will really let you know what's up. The extremes are either I really hated it and they are just spewing their hate about the product or the fives are like, you know, five, they don't really have anything to say, they loved it. But the threes, those are the people who are just gonna go in. So you want all sorts of reviews on your platform, but they don't just appear when you're new. You have to go out and ask for it. What that looks like for me is when I first started out, I started out by offering free product or free sessions. So people would have free coaching sessions with me, or I put together free checklists that people could download. And after those, I would always go to people who have downloaded and say, Hey, because of course, when they download their email comes onto my mailing list. So when that happens, I always say, Hey, it's been a few weeks since you downloaded this checklist. Could you let me know? what you thought of it. Could you let me know if it was helpful or how I can improve it for other people coming in behind you? So you start to gather those receipts wherever you can, and you need to be diligent about sharing them. And this, for me, I think is a challenge because I'm not great about sharing it. I screenshot things, I save things, but then I don't share them as actively as I should. But it's extremely important that you do this because before people are going to commit, especially if you have high ticket items and services and products for sale, they're going to need some assurance that whatever you're promising them as some sort of a, um, a transformation or an outcome of them purchasing from you, they're going to want to make sure that it's, it's real. What are your receipts? So part of your day, every not every single day, but every single week, I want you to carve out some time 
to figure out how to get testimonials. I love doing this as far as the podcast goes, because this is how a lot of people find a show is they look through what all of the the reviews are to figure out if it's worth it. I recently posted on our podcast Instagram page a five-star review we'd received on iTunes, and I was very grateful for it because the individual had said, hey, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, but I came across this one, you know, so as no BS. I loved it. It's one of the best podcasts I've listened to on iTunes. Now, that is, wow, that is an amazing review to give someone. When someone sees a review like that, they, they think twice. They think, oh my goodness, I should consider this podcast. Or when someone leaves a VIP content strategy session with me and they say, I came in here not knowing what to post. I was just posting haphazardly as a business owner. And I I guess I wondered why no one was purchasing anything from me. But when I finished talking to Sewa, she gave me a clear strategy. I knew exactly what to post, why I was posting it, who my target audience was, and what the expected outcome was. I really appreciated the time I spent with Sewa in our VIP day. That is what is gonna bring people back around to you. You need to find ways to accumulate that. Now, I will tell you, I am guilty of not leaving reviews on Amazon. I don't know why. I'm just not the review leaving type. And it's difficult for some people to break a habit of theirs because they're like, I don't want my name out on the internet. I don't want people to know my business that I bought this product. So for whatever reason, some people might not leave you reviews and that is okay. But to the extent you can, ask every single time and gather the reviews that you can. Now, when you're new, there are other ways to get some sort of a review or social proof other than like a formal review. So what I love to do is screenshot people's comments on Instagram or Facebook, wherever I post it, because it's easier for people to leave the comment, letting you know how they felt about something than it is for them to then step outside of social media and post a formal review for you. So leverage those comments that people have. So if I post a piece of content that is content that I share with clients that I use in my everyday um, transactions, I'll post carousel posts. I love to post carousel posts on social media. And this is part of my framework. It's part of my methodology that I'm sharing on there. So when people come back and they tell me how helpful things were, I'll screenshot that because Those are receipts that people see the value or they were able to take something I shared on social media, implement it, and it helped them. If someone shares it with me in the DMs, I'll ask for their permission to share it, you know, anonymously. But get creative about how you get those reviews because receipts are important and you should be spending part of your time every single day, if possible, especially when you're new, to get those reviews. If you're at a point in your business where you're trying to grow it, make sure that if you have any area you're trying to grow, if it doesn't have a lot of social proof, a lot of testimonials, you're going to want to get bolster that part of your business as you look to scale it. Because particularly in the online space, people aren't very trusting. They need to know that you are not catfishing them. They need to understand that you are who you say you are and you're able to deliver what you say you're trying to deliver. Okay. So that was number two. Number three is you need to continually refine your process. Always be learning, 
always be tweaking. So what does refining your process look like? Number one, as I said, you always need to learn. So there are always times where I'm reading books. There are always times where I'm taking classes because I want to learn the best way to do the things that I have. Um, And those courses and classes that I've taken have introduced me to new products that have helped me automate parts of my business where... Whereas in in the past, I'd have been like, I need to hire someone to do this. If I learn about a way to automate it, I've really saved myself the time and effort of hiring someone and have been able to use a tool to solve that problem. But on the flip side, it also improves my, my customer experience. And that's the other thing that I encourage you to continually tweak. Because if there's a way you can make the process from when people discover you to when they purchase your product as seamless as possible, as, as glitch-free as possible, the more you can refine your process to that point, the easier it is going to be for people to recommend you. I just talked to a friend who had a service, a very high ticket service done. And at the end of the day, while the the output looked great, she wasn't quick to say, yes, I would recommend that service provider because the customer experience wasn't that great. And for me, I have to agree, whenever I get a product from anywhere, if the transaction just feels very glitchy, if it's not as smooth as it could be, I'm not quick to recommend them because quite frankly, customer service, customer experience is a part of the product or service that you're offering. So as you're getting feedback, as you're noticing that people tend to be leaving your funnel at certain points, figure out why is there such a high bounce rate at this point in my funnel and improve the process. And to do that, you need to always be looking at your data. So I haven't made a big hype about this and I should, I should celebrate even the littlest things, but I recently updated my website and I would say this is my first business big girl website and I didn't hype it out. I probably will hype it up after I'm done hyping up everything else that's coming down the funnel. But as we were tweaking it, we were also making some changes in the back end to make things scalable. And in order to do that, we had to tweak some things because as I looked at the data, I'm like, oh man, there are a lot of people leaving the website on this page. What's wrong with it? And I would go look at it and say, okay, we need to fix one, two, and three. So we're consistently and constantly refining so we can make sure that it's easy for people to find me. It's easy for people to buy from me, to purchase from me. There's just always clarity about how to do that. Now, the way to get to that point is on a daily basis, it has to be a priority for you to refine your process, refine how you learn so that your mind is open, Um, refine how you work so that you're working as efficiently as possible. Because if you let it, you can spend 70, 80 hours a week on your business. Whereas you thought, oh, let me leave the corporate space because I get more flexibility, you start to slowly become a slave to your business. So it's really important that you continue to refine the way in which you're working and understand where all your time is going, understand what is taking up your most of your time, and is it tied to revenue, right? So you'll notice every single thing I put on this list is something for me that impacts revenue. When I network, when I have partnerships with people, it results in revenue. When I gather receipts, 
it results it results in revenue because people are more comfortable purchasing from me. And when I continue to refine my process, it reduces the friction in the process of buying from me and people have a better experience. Therefore, it leads to revenue. So there's a theme here. First of all, I always like to have a top three as far as what are the top three items I'm working on that day. And also, I like those top three items to somehow be tied to revenue because I don't want to get sucked into the process where my time is consistently being spent on just doing busy work. It's easy to do that when you don't have, I've talked about this over and over again, when you don't have a clear plan you're executing against or you're not comfortable, confident, or interested in what it is that you're doing, you start to then work on the fluff. You start to tweak graphics. So you start to be on social media and engaging with people when you've already done that for two hours, but here you are doing it again. Um, Those things are all important. But when you are a new business owner who's trying to create a social online footprint for their business, there are other things that are more impactful for you to spend your time on. So as I mentioned, when if you look at the post for this live on Instagram, I mentioned that tiny actions can have an outsized impact. It's just a matter of selecting those tiny actions that are going to have the biggest impact on your business and the biggest impact on your bottom line. So if you are a new business owner and you're trying to figure out what are those three things that I need to be working on, that I need to be spending my time on as I'm trying to grow my business, as I'm trying to establish my business, these would be my top three. Thank you all for coming on. I do this every single week. So we'll see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on cast episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.